Let's pray. Loving God, you sent your apostles to preach the gospel to women gathered by a river, to a businesswoman named Lydia, who was led by the Spirit to hear your word of truth. By the power of your Holy Spirit, open wide the doors of our hearts this day so that we may also hear and obey your word as truth. Amen. Well, in this Easter series, season series we've had on text from the book of Acts, we've read of people meeting each other as they confront unusual circumstances. Last week we read of about Peter and Cornelius both having visions, Cornelius becoming the first Gentile convert to Christianity, and then Peter convincing the Jerusalem authorities that God had opened both to Jews and also to Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. The week before, we read of Peter raising Tabitha, also called Dorcas, a woman known for her good works and acts of charity. And before that, we read not only of the dramatic Damascus Road confrontation that Saul had with Christ, but also of the bravery of Ananias, who kind of asked, go see who and do what? You mean me? But then obeyed, despite those reservations that were reasonable, obeyed God's direction that he meet this dangerous persecutor of Christians named Saul. And on the Sunday after Easter, we started our journey in Acts as we read of Peter and John getting in trouble for healing and preaching the gospel. You remember they were ordered to stop to quit it. But when they got out of jail, they showed that their attitude toward the court was, can't live by your rules, man. And today, today we come to a reading from the 16th chapter of Acts. This chapter begins, the chapter begins with a description of Paul's second missionary journey. So but before he went on that journey, first he added Timothy to his mission team that already included Silas and Luke. So listen now for God's word for us in Acts 16. We'll start reading at the 6th verse. A passage that includes a vision, a detour, and a lady by the river. They went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. When they had come opposite of Mysia, they attempted to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia, pleading with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Samothrace, and the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city on the district of Macedonia, and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by a river, where we supposed 
there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. vision, a detour, and a lady by the river. Well, detours, detours. Have you, have you ever had your plans disrupted by detours? We saw a sign today that said the, the exit ramp on I-40 that we get off on every week is going to be closed next week. So we're going to have to be like the wise man come another way, right? Well, you know how it is, you have your destination clearly in mind, it's all plugged into your GPS. You're making good time then, slow down quick. You gotta turn, there's a detour, all of a sudden, you're not going the way you planned. And you may not reach the destination you had chosen at all. Well, that's what happened to Paul's missionary team. They were headed to Asia. But somehow, we're told the Holy Spirit kept them from following their plan, if you look at the map, you'll see they ended up going the opposite direction to a whole different continent. They didn't go to Asia, they got to Europe. Well, we don't know exactly how that happened, but then when they approached the province of Mysia, they, they tried to enter the province of Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus wouldn't let them, we're told. You ever had something like that happen in your life's journey? You had things planned out one way, you had it all worked out, and then, bam, that plan got interrupted by disaster or disease or even some happy coincidence. Some of us old enough to remember John Chancellor. He was, he was once an NBC TV news anchor. He's the one who, who came up with that idea of labeling the states red or blue, although they did it the other way around. We switched it, now it says red, red and Republicans start with R, so that's why they do both red. But he's the one that started that back in 76. By the way, um, even if you weren't watching him back then on the news, I know some of you are just 39, but uh, and don't remember that, if you're a baseball fan, if you watch that Ken Burns series on baseball, he was one of the narrators on that program. With that deep voice of his. Well, eventually, John Chancellor reached retirement age and he had a retirement plan that sounds great. He was gonna retire. He bought a great big sailboat. I don't mean one to go out on the little pond or the lake. He got one to, he was going to go around the world. He was going to be a world traveler. 
but then he was diagnosed with stomach cancer. I heard an interview where he talked about his last book. And he said, you know, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> he did not say that with bitterness, but with acceptance. Well, God had other plans for Paul's missionary team, so they were detoured from Asia to Europe, not by road signs, but by vision. Remember where he saw the man from Macedonia pleading with him, saying, come over here to Macedonia and help us. Well, God sending messages and dreams and visions, that happened in Old Testament and New Testament times. Happens in the book of Acts. Remember a couple of chapters back, both Peter and Cornelius had visions that resulted in the, Cornel the conversion of Cornelius, the first Gentile known to become a Christian. And what was the response to Paul's vision? We, see, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. So they go over to Philippi, which Luke described as a leading city in the district of Macedonia, a Roman colony. Philip of Macedon, if you remember your ancient history, son of Alexander, had, had, had the city renamed. It had been a city a while, but he had it renamed after himself. Now that's that's when you've won a victory where they renamed the town, you know, Sharon or whatever. Well, then later, after Mark Antony and Octavian defeated the Roman Republican forces led by Brutus, you know, at two Brute, led by Brutus and Cassius in battles just west of Philippi, Mark Antony had a bunch of other veterans settle in that area. So Philippi was a city. It was a city with temples to various gods, Roman gods like Jupiter and Mars, as well as Egyptian and other gods. But out on the edge of town, down by the river, there was a place where Jews worshiped. So on the Sabbath day, Paul and his mission team, they go outside the gate down the river where they supposed there was a place of prayer and talk to the women gathered there. And that's when Paul meets a lady by a river, a certain lady named Lydia, a worshiper of God. She was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira, and she was a dealer in purple cloth. Now, because purple was a rare and you know, purple was the royal color because it was very expensive. There's theories that she may have been rather well to do. Well. She was a homeowner, we're clear, and she could accommodate four or five guests at least, so we don't know. Now, do you remember how Paul used his vast scholarship, because he was well-trained, and his deep knowledge, and his great preaching eloquence? Remember how he used all that to convince this woman to become a Christian? Well, no, me neither, because that's not what the Bible says. Luke writes, the Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. And you know what happened as a result of Paul and his team going down by the river on a Sabbath day in Philippi? Not only was Lydia and her household converted, a church got started there. A church would thrive. A church Paul would go back to visit, mention in his other letters, and a church to which he wrote 
one of the 13 letters attributed to him in the New Testament, Philippians, a church to which he wrote, I thank God every time I remember you constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. Which reminds me always of Jack Sherman because before I was started officially here back six years ago on July 7th, Jack Sherman called me and said, I just want you to know I pray for you every day and I pray for that little church of Berea and all the saints there. It was that kind of thing. Jack said those were the best nine years of his life, the years he was able to serve this congregation and worship and do God's work with you. Well, that's the way Philippi was for Paul, that special place in his heart. Well, when you encounter detours in your life's journey, and surely you will if you haven't already, may you be alert to whether God is maybe realigning your plans to his plan. When God has messages for you, whether it's in dreams or visions or you're reading the Bible or the message in a song, or the voice of a friend, or even that of a stranger. May you, like Lydia, find your heart has been opened to what, opened by the Lord to what God wants you to hear. Thanks be to God. As we go out into the world to serve the Lord and to live a life of praise, may the Lord be gracious to us and make his face to shine upon us and give us peace. Amen.